Wow, how do you follow that? Not moving. Oh, it's amazing. And uh, we just welcome you tonight. And we hope you're going to hear something. You know, we all have ears, but are we hearing? Um, you know, we'll. You know, you're going to have a wonderful evening and learn something. But anyway, over the last few weeks, we've talked about living in the moment, about what exists in the moment is only the I am that is carried on the breath. There's no past, there's no future, just the I am of now, connecting with the breath of God, the source of all being. And we've then learned how words are powerful and how they create the world we live in. I am are the most powerful words that humans can speak, as what follows those two words define who is my I am. I hope you've been encouraged to speak life this week into your world and you've experienced a change. Tonight we want to progress as we consider what do you hear. To hear is an amazing gift that we tend to take for granted. The film you just watched, the joy when someone hears their own voice for the first time, it's so moving and it's hard to comprehend what it must be like to live in a totally silent world. But if you are blessed with hearing, it's something that happens all by itself because sound will reach your ear without your consent. That's just how it goes. But then here's the thing, we don't always really hear what we're supposed to hear. First of all, it may be because we're not really listening. That's a subject in itself. This is about the attention we give to what is being said. And we might get around to that another time. Or there's a whole lot of noise going on. We live in a noisy world. We're bombarded with so many concepts and opinions, plus our own thoughts, that sometimes it's hard to hear clearly anything but the loudest voice. There is a saying, we do not see things as they are, <coughs> but as we are. Maybe this should be also applied to our hearing. Maybe we do not always hear what is, but hear as we are hearing. Let me find where I am now. This creates a problem in relationships as we all think that we are heard the way that we hear ourselves. We've all been conditioned by our experiences and every day we hear and see things that confirm who we have become. Our ego prefers commotion to silence as the noise separates us from oneness we recognise as we listen to the simple breath. Some of us are profoundly deaf when it comes to hearing at a deeper level of who we are, our identity. Jesus said to those around him, you have ears but you hear not. We can live in a silent world as to our potential, yet hearing plenty of noise. Your anxiety shouts loudly and tells you lies and you hear it and it becomes your truth that you speak out. And the sound you will make, you will continue to receive. What we really hear is usually what we come to believe. There is a wonderful quote that says, faith comes by hearing. There is a sound that runs deeper than what we physically hear and there is a sight that runs deeper than what our physical eyes can see. We often use the phrase blind as a bat. Question is, are bats really blind? No, but what we are really saying is they see in an unconventional way. They see by sound. That's why 
A blind man can ride a bike and go hiking alone. A blind man can paint beautiful pictures. And a deaf person can sing in perfect pitch and create beautiful music and sing without sound. This is because there is an inner vision and an inner sound that still exists and resonates from deep within that allows one to see and hear. I find it interesting that when we have conversations with each other, we often use sensory words to show that we have understood. We use terms like, I hear you, and, uh, sorry, I hear you, but that doesn't mean that we have just heard, but it means we have understood what, we, what someone is saying behind the words. Similarly, we make remarks like, oh, I see, and it's a remark that suggests that words have become visible, and rather than just information, a penny has dropped, revelation is birthed, we heard with faith that opened the eyes of our hearts because we heard at a deeper level. And we smile like those in the clip you have just seen because suddenly it seems we have a third eye that sees the sound. Tonight I pray the eyes of your heart will be enlightened because you begin to hear at a deeper level the sound which is the force of creation, the true whole that you are actually one with. Well, some of you are freaking out about driverless cars or about blind cyclists. I think I've seen a few of those when I've been driving around York. Uh, just just uh, an aside, thank you for uh, initially credible response to the, the letter that we put out last week. Greatly blessed and uh, thank you. Um, I hope you, am I ringing here or is it me? I hope you, um, I hope you shared the emotion of that um, and the feeling of that first video. <clears throat> because hearing really is a special gift. Now probably one of the, one of the uh, greater benefits that I have that you don't have is that um, I have the technology below the technology that those people on there had. What they had was a cochlear implant which puts wires into the cochlea of the brain and allows them to hear. Now I have, I here on this side, I have a titanium screw in my skull because I don't hear in that ear. And this little machine here, it picks up the vibrations that are going through the air, puts them into my skull, that goes into my brain and those sounds are actually transformed into hearing, so that I have intelligible sound in that ear, but it's all coming simply from the vibrations that are picked up by the technology that I wear through that titanium screw in my skull. Now, because of that experience, it has given me a level of understanding about hearing that I didn't have before, and there is a question that has floated around in philosophical circles for many, many years, and the question of this, if a tree falls in the forest, and there's no one there to hear it, does it make a sound? What do you think? When you approach this from the science of hearing, the truth is that tree falling in the forest when there's no one there to hear it doesn't make a sound. Because there is no such a thing as the sound, actual sound of a tree falling. What that tree does is it disturbs the airwaves 
And if you happen to be there, those disturbed airwaves are picked up in your ear and vibrate your eardrum and put them through the anvil blown bones on the inner ear that translates them to the cochlea that then sends them to your brain. And your brain says a tree fell and I just heard it. But actually the tree is not making a sound. It's what you hear that translates the moment, the event, into something that you can evaluate and be meaningful to you. See, the bat guy, that's his name, bat guy. The bat guy clicking, interestingly, he sees what he hears. Now that's a fascinating concept that we actually can see what we hear and to some degree that sense of hearing has such an effect on seeing that it can dominate it. Now, I'm going to put another perspective on that in a little while when we've seen another video. But this point is going to be prominent in tonight's message. If, if you think about it and give any weight to the ancient narrative of creation, and I could spread that from, from the Bible narrative to some other, some other cultural narratives in some other cultures, but particularly in the context of the Bible narrative as recorded in Genesis chapter 1, which I think is a, is a, wonderful, um, it's a wonderful summary of the essence of what creation is about, right? Not about how quick you can do it. So for any of you that get hung up about was the earth made in sea, etc., etc., that was never the point of the beginning. It, it's a summary of how things come about. And within that, it bears some fascinating things that we've talked a little bit about in the last few weeks, about, about breath and about, and about sound. And uh, what's fascinating is when you look at that narrative, you have to conclude that hearing changes everything. Because here's what the narrative says to us. It says, there was nothing in the beginning. It was void. It was empty. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God said, let's separate water from land, and it was separated. So if you're going to take the narrative, the writer was trying to say that when things hear a sound, they react to the sound, and change happens. If that's true, the message it's bringing to us is that there is a sound that if we hear it, change happens. I think that's wonderful. Or it becomes what it hears. Fascinating. So you could reduce all this, I guess, in, in one sense to what is it then that I'm supposed to be hearing? Um, but that would probably be reducing it to a level of tick box mentality that says, if you just tell me the five steps, I'll know what I'm looking for. But then you won't be hearing what you're supposed to be hearing. You'll just be hearing what you've been told you're supposed to do to hear. And then you'll start manufacturing what you thought you heard because of what you were told. A better question might be, are you truly listening beyond the noise and beyond what you see? Because I would suggest that most of the time we are not listening beyond the noise and we're not listening beyond what we actually see. That there's a verse in the Bible, in, in the book of Romans in the New Testament, and it says this words. Chris, Chris mentioned it a little bit, so faith comes by hearing. This, this very powerful thing called faith, 
which affects all of us in our world and is a very powerful medium for change and for hope and for life, it says it comes by hearing. And hearing the sound that's coming from God, from the Creator. So that would suggest then that faith is a sound. That if you don't hear the sound, you won't find the faith. And all of us are trying to find faith for so many things in so many ways and don't find that faith because faith is not a thing. Faith is a sound which sounds really weird and mystical. And the reason for that is it's really weird and mystical. The question is, can you believe that or will you believe that? The question is, are you listening to hear or are you just listening to get information? Here's one of the things that, that Jesus said. He said, you've got eyes but you don't see and you've got ears but you don't hear. So the argument tonight is not whether all of us have got ears and I could argue that one of the great lessons of humanity is you've got two ears and one mouth for a reason. But all of us use the one mouth much more than we use the two ears and when we use the two ears we're only listening but not hearing. Having ears you don't hear. I hope tonight that you're listening to hear. Fascinating, eh? The McGurk effect. <laughs> I find it interesting uh, in the context of, of uh, what I believe is the incredible wisdom that's contained within the context of what we know, Scripture or Bible or whatever, when, um, when it says we live by faith and not by sight. Now, the reason that's very important to me is because for most of my Christian life, I was raised hearing statements like, the opposite to faith is doubt. <clears throat> the opposite to faith is unbelief. Uh, when actually the Bible itself doesn't teach that. And, and sometimes, I'll give you some insight, preachers preach stuff that the Bible doesn't really say. Some of that because of the McGurk effect affecting them. <laughs> Because you see, the issue is faith, this, this amazing thing. And let me, if I were to define faith for you tonight, I would say it's the inner conviction that all will be well. That's faith. It's something, it's an inner conviction that all will be well. And it doesn't come from what you see because as you look at the world around you, as you look at the situations you face, the last conclusion you are going to draw is that all will be well. How many of you agree with me on that? So if you are going to have within you something that resonates, that says, all will be well, you can't see it with your natural eye. You have to hear it, but you also have to hear it inside, in your heart. There's something inside of you, the knower, the thing that knows stuff. Otherwise, you will always be the victim of the McGurk effect. <clears throat> What, what this effect suggests is that what we see affects what we believe. And that we're hearing 
even knowing how it's done doesn't make a difference, which, which I love that. Even though you knew how it was done, he showed you, it doesn't make a difference. And, and you can know lots of things about life and about situations and, and expecting them to be different, but, but the truth is, even knowing things can be different, what you see overrides what you hear. Now, I have a disagreement with the people who made this program. Because they said that sometimes what you hear can be wrong. I would put it the other way and say, no, sometimes what you see is not giving you the truth. Because what you see is overriding what the real truth is. And the wonder is that there is a truth that is bigger, greater, beyond, more than what you are actually seeing. I, I think it's wonderful that, that even now, do you know... We, we look at the universe, not just with the Hubble telescope, but we send sound waves into the blackness. And when those sound waves come back and we interpret them, we see what is in the universe that we cannot see yet with the natural eye, and as our technology allows us to see further, or we send probes into space to look at what we heard, we found that what we heard is a truth and a reality that now what we see is confirming what we heard. I propose to you that we spend far too much time evaluating life, truth, and spirituality through these, and not enough time actually listening. That's why Jesus said, you guys need to understand something. You've got ears, but you don't really hear. In other words, you might be listening to the noise, but you're not hearing the sound that comes that changes everything. One of the great impacts of the whole story of Christmas, wherever you place that in your belief system, is the great emphasis placed on hearing. A girl hears... And something happens. She gives birth to something miraculously. Now, you may choose or not to choose in the virgin birth, but I propose to you that there is a power that when you hear it, makes something happen beyond the natural. He talks about shepherds out in the field doing what? Hearing a sound that tells them something that they did not know that leads them to a place of revelation and joy. It talks about some, some, some uh, Persian Zoroastrian ast ast astrologers that we know as the kings or the magi coming from Iran who, who they heard something and then they saw something and what they heard about what they saw led them to something. You see, what I'm trying to get through to you is that, that so often we are, our, our sight overrules what we should be hearing on the inside and then our listening is so affected by the noise, the clutter, the complaints, the moans, the misery the negative confessions that we make it so it's very difficult for us to hear the sound that will really settle your spirit and bring hope, the sound that brings faith, the sound that convicts you from the inside that all will be well. See, it's amazing what a little understanding will do. How many of you have ever gone... I get it. Well, it was never not there. 
was never missing. It's not something that's just occurred in the phenomenon of the universe. But somehow in that vital moment you go, I get it. Jenny does it all the time. It's wonderful. With such excitement and joy. I get it now. What is that? It's that beyond the sight and beyond the clutter, you actually understood something. Another fascinating thing that's written in the Bible that that I thought it was just validating you have to think the Bible's inerrant and infallible, but actually had nothing to do with that because actually I don't believe that the written text is that way or was meant to be that way. But here's what it says. The entrance of your word brings light and gives understanding. That's about a sound. It's not about reading the Bible, although that's good and do it and it's fantastic, but, but it's about something entering you that comes on the inside and it gives you understanding of like, see, I long for a lot of you in so many situations of life to have a, I get it, moment. It will set you free. That's the moment of faith when your inner conviction says, all will be well. It's amazing what a little understanding will do. So Jesus tells this little story about a guy who's sowing seeds. It's, it's a wonderful story of the, you know, in the imagery of the day when Jesus was around and he used these amazing stories. He wouldn't have talked about that now unless he was at the Farmers' Union banquet. You know, now he would have been talking about, about Facebook and Google and, and cell phones and, and O2. And he would, those would have been his stories, you know. There was a day and the O2 network went down. And, and verily... That, that would have been Jesus' story. Now, this was, this was the vernacular of the day, and he talks about seed falling in different kinds of ground. They understood this, that, that seed that doesn't fall into the right ground doesn't produce a good harvest. But this is what Jesus says. He kept saying, but the seed that fell on the rocky place is like, is like the seed, it's like the word that came but wasn't understood. And the seed that fell on the thorny bit, it's like the word that came and you kind of said that sounds good, but then it got choked by all the clutter of life. But he says this fascinating thing at the end of his story. He says, he says but he who hears the word and understands it is like the one who bears fruit. He who hears it and understands it. So the key is not just sound. The key is not just listening. The key is understanding. Now, understanding is not information. The problem is that very often religious concepts and philosophical concepts and concepts in every arena can believe that information is understanding. Information is not understanding. Information is information. Understanding is not information. Understanding is hearing on the inside. Ah, I get it. And the reason the Bible's talking about people dropping everything and following a guy is because they had a, I get it. And if you're going to be a follower of Jesus, hopefully it won't be because you've just come to a place where you've got information about this guy, but it's because you think, ah, oh, I get it, that, that's where I want you to be, because all of that life that's flowing, that brings creation and brings change, is flowing in those words. One of these things that we looked at asked the question, it said, what would it take to get you to yes? I thought it was a good, good question. What would it take to get you to yes? 
The yes in our lives is yes to, to the willingness to acknowledge that sound. It's, it's yes to what that sound is saying on the inside that has a, an understanding beyond information. It's a yes to it. And so I'm going to quote an old saint who was around in the 14th century. This quote was made about 1396, a few years ago. And it's by a lady called Julianne of Norwich. And this is what she wrote in 1396. All will be well. And all will be well. And every kind of thing shall be well. I think she heard something. I think what she heard gave her an understanding. And I think what she heard rose faith. And so there was a conviction that rose within her to say all will be well and all will be well, and every kind of thing shall be well. It's amazing what you can hear when you let it go and relax and give your yes to the sound. See, there's no formula for this because there is a mystery to it. There's, there's something beyond the natural. But if you keep doing this, instead of opening this, all that will ever drive you will be what you see. But faith can rise in your heart when for one moment you realise that there is an ear in your heart that listens to a sound beyond the clutter and the noise that you're hearing. And when you hear that sound, here's what it will say. Hey, all will be well. All will be well. Every kind of thing, all will be well. That's the faith I want you to find. But it comes by hearing. Let me just pray for you for one moment. Father, in this place tonight, I pray every heart will be open to hear the sound that is coming consistently and constantly that tells us because of your goodness and your love, all will be well. Help us to close our natural eyes and shut our natural ears and listen from the inside to the voice that says all will be well so that that faith will help us to move the mountain in our life. We've got one last video clip and this last video clip illustrates something that I think is very important and that is this, that if you don't give your yes of belief to what we have been saying, you won't hear the sound. Just watch this.